Welcome to the Modern Mom Life live show. And I'm your host, Michelle Hancock. Thank you so much for joining. This is a weekly podcast where I go live and you can ask questions. Here lately, I've been inviting some new guests to come on. And it's been a real pleasure to learn from them. And most of them are moms just like you um, that can add a few perspective or lessons or teach us something, or maybe it's just a way for us to escape or bond on similar topics that we tend to come across in modern day motherhood. And um, I'm just happy to be here. This is our sixth episode. It's been going pretty well, and I've got to meet a lot of new people online. And I hope that you will stick with us and that you can have at least one takeaway that will make your life a little easier and more fun with kids. So I hope you guys are doing well. I have Shelby on the line. I'm going to go ahead and bring her on. Let's see. Um, Shelby, are you, can you unmute your mic? I just want to make sure that... Oh, perfect. I hear you. Hi, Shelby. Thank you for joining hey. us. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, so what this is, is this is the call-in app, and it's a it's a brand new app, and people can come in, and if they're listening, they can take, they can ask questions, which we will surely get to at the end of the show, or if it's something that we think um, we can get in while we're making the discussion, I think we can do that too, but for the most part, I'm going to go ahead and introduce myself just in case we have new listeners that haven't ever logged on. Uh, my name is Michelle Hancock. I am the owner of modernmomlife.com and it is a lifestyle website. Um, right now we are really focused on some easy Valentine's Day recipes, some crafts, some uh, card ideas. I can't even believe we're thinking about Valentine's Day already, but it's kind of like when Christmas was over, bam, Target had Valentine's Day stuff already out in I don't know if you've seen it there yet, but it's already, the shelves are already kind of looking quite miserable. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Have you been to Target lately, Shelby? Unfortunately, I have. You know, I think <laughs> you don't go to Target for what you need. You kind of go and Target tells you what you need. Uh, but I have. I've seen it, and it's just insane. Yeah, it's, the dollar spot it usually is mm -hmm. really full, and I haven't seen it at my Target anyways be that full and I'm guessing it has to do with the supply issues which is another fun thing that we get to deal with as moms is uh, I know with grocery meal planning it's been kind of yeah. challenging because a lot of things are out like cream cheese and what else egg noodles so random <laughs> yeah but it's crazy I, yeah I am derailing let me let me introduce Shelby Shelby Stouffer is a friend of mine and a colleague we go way back I mean, before I was even a mother, I believe, which is like, what, nine years ago, <laughs> almost yeah. nine years ago, uh, I was pregnant, I believe, when I met you, or maybe I wasn't. I mean, it's kind of hazy what t time looks like before the pandemic, but um, yeah. she worked out, you worked out with your husband at the gym I was working at quite a bit, proud of you. <laughs> but that was when we had a lot more time on our hands. We both did not have children. Um so we're going to talk a little bit about that today, about how to manage it all, how to avoid mom burnout. And before I get to that, let me just go down your bio because it's so amazing and I just want to, you know, brag about you. So let's learn a little bit about Shelby. She is a wife to a firefighter, which I can imagine is a whole other podcast we can talk oh, about. Yeah. Uh, and, a, and he is also a business sales manager. So he's wearing mm -hmm. two hats, it seems like. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you are a mom of two kids, ages five and four, and a proud fur, fur mom to your fur baby, or mom to your fur baby. I said that wrong. Um, what? How? What's your dog? How old? She is 11. We got her, um, she was about a year old, and we got her just after we got married 10 years ago. And so she's my firstborn. She's my first child. Uh, but she's getting up there. She's starting to get a little gray beard on her. So that's, yeah. that's kind oh, of a bummer. Our dog is 10. I know our dog is 10 and he's getting gray hair too. And it's it's kind of sad. But um, yeah, I, I can't even think about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Shelby works as an event manager and has, speaking of getting up there in years, um, 11 years of experience in planning small social gatherings to large national recognized festivals and you love to bring people together to celebrate diverse cultures, food, music, entertainment, and fun. Right now, she is hosting arena-based events that include minor league hockey and indoor soccer games. Um, when she isn't working the weekends or the evenings, 
She tries to find a warm beach and a margarita to relax and unwind, which sounds amazing right now because it's supposed to get really cold later today in Texas. Um, Shelby also enjoys home decor and do-it-yourself home improvement projects. Fun fact, she is currently setting up a chicken coop and a garden in the backyard, which I want to talk about. (laughs) That's that's a whole other topic, which I find fascinating is the whole chickens. I, I don't know if you know this. My husband, Chad, which Shelby knows Chad. He was raised with over 200 chickens. His dad used to uh, raise these chickens in the backyard. So we don't have any chickens, but I think it's maybe he's just traumatized by chickens. I don't know. (laughs) But um, anyways, Shelby enjoys getting out of town, getting off the grid, activities such as camping, anything where you or she rather can get her hands dirty. But you can still glam it up and enjoy a good patio experience with a cocktail in hand. Welcome, Shelby. Thank you for being Thank here and you. spending some time with us. Well, that was, that's a lot. You've got a lot going on. Um, let me just right off the bat ask you, how how do you balance it all? And just tell me what a week in the life of Shelby looks like. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, I don't balance it all. Um, I just want to clarify that. Some days I am the ringleader. Uh, putting the circus of my life together. And then some days I am the elephant that doesn't want to go out and perform. Some days I am the juggler who drops a ball or five. Uh, But while I like to think I have it all together, I really don't. But the main things that I do, Michelle, is I try as best as I can to set a schedule or, you know, at least a loose idea of what we're doing for the week. What are, what days am I working? What days are my husband working Um, whether it's, he's got to go into the office or he's, uh, working at the fire station, do the kids have any activities going on? And then we try to like meal plan as best as we can. Um, yeah, I I think that's a myth that you can't balance it all. all. Again, one of my favorite quotes is, um, you can do everything. Oh, I'm sorry. I I always (laughs) jack it up. (laughs) You can do anything, but you can't do everything. So for moms like me who love to do all the things and get bored easily and get frustrated because I can't get all the things done, we really just have to find some grace and some realistic attitude about that you can't do it all. Or you can, but you're going to be on the verge of burnout or burnout, which you and I both are special event coordinators. Well, you are one now, but I had a background of doing that for, gosh, eight years as well before I had kids and then right when Reese was born and I think I, I retired from that. I retired. (laughs) You never really retire from special event planning. It's always kind of in your (laughs) now, because even when you go to other people's parties or festivals, you're always like, Oh, you could do this. You could do that. But, um, but yeah, I would say that's one of the most grueling industries for burnout because you're constantly going and you don't have a moment to just sit and, think or or you have to set boundaries for sure but um trying I mean most of your events I would say are on the off hours and evenings and events or afternoons when people are off um how do you make time for your kids or do you take some time to take vacations like talk a little bit about that for some of our working moms I mean first of all let me just say that all moms are working moms but if but in this situation you are working, what, 40, 40 to 60 yeah. hours a week outside of the home? What what does that look like for you? Yeah, you know, I would definitely say prior to the pandemic, <clears throat> we were staffed in a manner where it was a little closer to 40, 50 hours a week outside of the home. Um, but then after the pandemic or during it, we really kind of had to lay off some staff here at our facility in order to kind of maintain other staff. So there was a lot of restructuring and reorganization going on. But through that, I lost one of my full-time coordinators completely. So it went from two people sharing the responsibilities of all of our events in the building to it kind of being on one person's shoulders. And just my personality, that's not okay. So naturally, I kind of, you know, let go of some of my work-life boundaries to step in and assist her to give her that balance that she so rightfully deserved. Um, but with that, Michelle, like you're saying, what do I do? Do I take vacations? Uh, do I sleep? Do I, how do I spend time with my kids? And it's, you know, some weeks are a struggle. Some weeks are, are crazy this week, for example, 
um, I'm working, you know, 6 a.m. I have to be here at the building by 6 a.m. tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to work a four-day event. And then my coordinator's coming in to work until, I think, 10 or 11 o'clock each of those nights. So those are long stretches of days, but we break it up. So in this manner, it's like my time with my kids or those evening times, I try as best as possible to either pick uh, morning shifts or evening shifts and then really focus my time with them or with my husband um, on those off shifts. But I'm exhausted and it's tiring. So we do kind of with those um, long stretch of events or times where we're all just a little burned out, we try to get away for the weekend, you know, whether it's Uh, This past year in 2021, we were able to take a lot of really amazing weekend trips, uh, three-day, four-day trips. We went to Galveston a couple times. We went to San Antonio. We went camping in Broken Bow. Um, And we actually just did a big family vacation to, to like the 30A Seaside, Florida area. And every one of those trips, I worked my tail off to be able to step away and turn off my phone and shut off my email and enjoy that time with my family. But I wish I could say that there is more balance. I mean, I think there's something to be said for like a Monday through Friday, eight to five. I don't know that I could do it, but I definitely think there's something to be said for that um, lifestyle and having your evenings and weekends, but you find the ways, right? Like you find the ways to make things work. And my love language, my number one is quality time. So when I've got that time, I turn the phones off. I disengage as much as possible, set those boundaries with uh, whoever I need to, to not be accessible to those people so that I can focus on my priorities and my life at home. Yeah, I think where we get into a a lot of anxiety and problems is when we have that phone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, just because you have a phone doesn't mean that you have to always be available. So, you know, with our family, I always tell our kids, well, our kid, first of all, our kids don't have phones yet, but like for Chad and I or the tablets, I'm like, no, don't bring them to the table. Mm-hmm. We're going to sit here. We're going to have a meal together and we're going to talk about our days. Now, the old me would probably be, um, you know, attached to my phone on, you know, oh my God, like there's something, something's going to burn down at work, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I, I, they need me, but I mean, most things can wait. But it's, you know, we got to kind of let go of that control and that obsessive compulsiveness that I sometimes have. Um, you know, it's okay if you don't respond to that email right away. Or it's okay if you don't text that person right back. You're, you know, it's going to be okay. And I've actually had to, like, I catch myself, like, waiting a little bit before I respond to some emails or texts. Just because I don't want people to think that, like, I'm always available to talk to them right then at this moment. Because... Some people will take advantage of that, I feel like. Oh, absolutely. And I think especially, you know, in this industry of, like, the event world, um, kind of producing, coordinating, things like that. Again, those people, a lot of people in this industry work off hours, and they think it's okay to just email you at dinner time or call you at dinner time. And it's like, no, this is my time, you know. We don't all work Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. I was just... I worked a 19-hour day Saturday, and I was just off Monday and Tuesday. This is my first day back in the office, and I didn't check my emails. I did not check my – I did not take work calls. I didn't do anything. And you have to almost get to that point of exhaustion or burnout to be able to reset those boundaries for yourself, right? But one of the things that I – if you have an Apple phone, I'm sure Google and Android have it as well. Do not disturb is my best friend. Um, I have a list of people that can get through – that setting in an emergency, it's my husband, my mom, and like our the kids' schools. But when that's on, like you're not able to reach me. That is me setting that boundary. That's me giving myself a break, giving myself grace. And that's just kind of, you know, setting that tone of like, I'm not always accessible to everybody. And I think if you don't do that, highly recommend you start. Yes, that's a great tip. And I actually have that on during our phone call. <laughs> I know that. That's going to be ultimately the time that someone blows my phone up. I mean, yeah. and I'm very thankful for, for the, that I need to, that I'm needed, but uh, sometimes it's just like somebody sending a TikTok video or something. And that's <laughs> another thing, you know, it's like your time management is so, so crucial for yeah. moms. Um, you, you spoke about the do not disturb. How do you, what's your time management advice for us? 
Um, so I am like such an old school, old spirit. Like I love technology. I love the cell phones. I love like we have a shared calendar for like our kids and what's going on in life and what my husband and I are doing. We add people as we need it. If like grandmas are involved or if we need the sitter or whatever, you know, we have, thankfully we have this technology that we can use, but sometimes you don't want that technology, right? Or sometimes maybe you remember things or um, connect with things a little bit on a deeper level, level when you write it out. Girl, I have day planners, I have sticky notes, I have journals, I will write everything. And I love dating it because like, if you go back and look a year later or six months later or whatever, you can see how busy you were in that time or how you managed your time better. And it also, I think, sets you up for goals of being able to look and say, man, I really need to cut down on this time or that time or increase uh, health or fitness or whatever. So I'm a huge fan of, actually, I just bought one. I was going to promote it, <laughs> the Wave <laughs> Planner. Um, it's W-A-A-V. I got it at, at my favorite store, Target. But it's awesome because you have your month at a glance. You can set monthly goals, weekly goals, daily habits, all of that. And then there's also like a section for meal planning. And it's amazing. I think that I carry it in my purse. I pull it out as needed. I, it's got a little spot for you to journal if you have a thought. Or something you want to follow up on. And that's, again, just between those, I live and breathe by my Apple calendar and my Outlook calendar and by my journal. That's how I keep most things on track, usually. Yeah, I'm a fellow old school person as well. I use, you know, I use the Outlook, but I also Mm -hmm. have the planner. I love highlighting things when I'm done. Uh, My husband makes fun of me all the time because he says I need to get with the times. But it has not (laughs) failed me. And I'd rather have... I mean, shared stuff I put on on yeah. digital with, with my husband. But I love my planner. And I got made fun of once at an ortho appointment when I whipped it out. And they're like, oh, my God, that thing's huge. But you know, but you know what? That's, that's how – do whatever works for you. But ultimately right. have some sort of plan. Because if you're just shooting at the hip, um, you're you're going to forget things. And then you're going to get frustrated and demotivated and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. So. Yeah. And you're going to get burnout again. The mommy burnout is real. I have never felt, I mean, in our careers, I feel like you can burn out for sure, but this motherhood is like a completely different burnout to me. And I, it's hard to explain and you, you probably can relate, but it's like an emotional exhausting, like who am I kind of burnout? Who can I serve? Everybody wants me, needs me. And when do I get time for myself? What, what are you doing to, um, for self-care, like for yourself? Like, did you ever have mom guilt? I know a lot of people won't do it because they feel guilty. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, this is crazy that you even bring this up and speak about it because it's so prevalent to new moms. So like you mentioned, I have a five-year-old and a four-year-old and I'm an extremely, extremely hands-on mom. Um, you know, I, when I first had kids, I was working still in Addison and I was so thankful for the schedule that that event department allowed me, you know, it was primarily a Monday through Friday, eight to five job with the exception of those big weekends and leading up and gearing up to those. That's when we really put in that staff and manpower, but I had that support with my husband and our family, right? Especially when the, when the kids were babies, everybody wanted them. It was great. Well, I come here and it's like, I'm doing three, four, five events a week sometimes, or, you know, we would go seven, eight day stretches before we'd get a day off. And that, and they, the events may be shorter or longer or not as uh, grueling, but that's like a constant, just like needing to recognize the need for help, needing to, um, ask for help, find the, find the correct help, you know, and it's such a burnout. Like you spin your wheels. You're stressing about this. Like you mentioned, Michelle, you have this emotional uh, need constantly. Somebody is always needing something from you. And I lost sight of that. Honestly, like I didn't, I wasn't doing anything for self-care. I wasn't doing anything to fill my cup back up for months. And I just kept giving and giving and giving. And I got so empty and so burned out and so drained that, um, I mean, it, it genuinely took me getting ill. I got COVID um, and unfortunately got really sick from it. And it took me stepping back for a week in the hospital 
to be able to say, wow, this isn't working anymore. And I think also for my husband to realize, like, she's doing a lot more. When he was with those kids for a week by himself, or two weeks by himself, while I was sick, and he had to do it all, he was like, wow, she needs more help. And unfortunately, yeah, that's, sometimes that's the point we get to, you know? Yeah, I always recommend that moms at least take a night out or a few days out and let the, let their partners take on um, some alone time with the kids. And I tell you what, your partner will be more appreciative or that's yeah. the goal anyways, because, you know, it's that whole, the stay at home moms, like, what do you do all day? Like it can't be that challenging. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that maternity leave when I thought it was going to be 12 weeks of me catching up on decluttering projects or yeah, just no. things around the house. No, we were lucky if we got anything done in that day. So, I mean, it is, it's, there's a lot to it that a lot of people don't understand until they're in the throes of it. So mm -hmm. I do think self-care is very important. Um, you don't want that resentment to build up towards your partner, towards your kids when you're not getting any of that, any of your cup filled up. I know when I get to that point, I'm real snappy mm -hmm. and I'm not a joy to be around. So, so the goal is to not get to that edge or that point, but it happens yeah. sometimes, especially in a pandemic. Um, oh which gosh. we have been experiencing for what three years now? Are we on three years? I can't even keep up. I know it's I, like year point, two. At this point, is it still a pandemic, or is it just like <laughs> our new way of life? Like, yeah, exactly. realistically, where, where are we at now? I don't know, and I hated when people called it the new normal at the beginning, yeah. and now I'm like, well, I guess it is, you know. <laughs> so here, oh, it's crazy. And our parents our parents can't really relate because they didn't have to go through this type of parenting. I think this is parenting times 20, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Oh, we need a support group just for this. Well, um, and I will say, I was so thankful that we hadn't started, um, school. Like my kids were in daycare and we're so fortunate. The area we live in wasn't hit too terribly hard with it. So the daycare was able to stay open. I think almost the whole time they may have closed like a week or two right at the beginning. But like I was, I didn't have kids in school. So having to like work full time remote and homeschool my kids remotely, like I, I can't even imagine that. I can't picture that, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of moms are on the, or dads and dads too, um, because yeah. it was, you know, they had to pitch in as well or the single moms. I mean, goodness, it's just, yeah, those... it's a miracle that they're not on the breaking point. You know, like I, I'm sure they are, but it's just count your blessings on that. And I'm sorry to yeah. hear you got so sick with COVID, um, uh, but I'm glad that you got through it. I mean, yeah, I yeah. knock on wood, knock on wood. I still have not caught it, but you know, there's always next week. Oh, <laughs> gosh, like, don't say that. No, I'm not. I know. Don't I don't want to jinx myself, but at this point, it's like I feel like a sitting duck. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so we've talked about all the fun, not so fun stuff about yeah. parenting. If you're not a mom and you're listening, you may be running the other oh, direction. Oh gosh, but, but there are, <laughs> but there, there, there are blessings and there are joys with it. We just we want to talk about the real stuff, which it's not always you know a walk in the park. Especially, I mean, I think either either way, if you're at home or you're working out of the home. I mean, I work at home, so I kind of have the both both worlds and it's difficult it's very difficult yeah. and i i feel like moms need to speak up a lot they need to delegate they need to yes. drop the mom guilt um one of my things is this house is so hard to keep deep cleaned and i finally told <laughs> my husband i'm like listen i need to hire someone just once a month to come in and really deep clean and it's worth the money if you can afford it that's just one thing i mean you can delegate delegate your groceries i mean like stuff delivery, stuff like that. It does add up. But if you, if it's going to keep you a little bit more sane, I say go for it. Um, oh, absolutely. I agree yeah. with that a hundred percent. And actually, you know, that's funny. You mentioned that you advocated for a housekeeper. That's something that my husband actually advocated for us forever. Nice. And I refused it. I was like, no, I can keep the house clean. I can keep the house clean. No, I can't. You know, we almost, we, well, I think we'll get to it, but like we built a house recently and almost doubled our square footage. And I'm like, yeah, I can't keep this clean and work and keep the kids and stay sane. So yeah, we'll, we'll pay for the yeah. housekeeper once a month to, yeah, like you said, do the deep cleaning and the stuff I don't want to do. And you know what? I got that time back. 
And that is, that's another way of how do we balance it. It's like, you know, if you can, you pay a premium for that balance back where you can. Yeah, because ultimately time is money. I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. taking the toll away instead of taking the uh, side street. It's like, or yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, you got to really pick and choose what's important to you. Mm-hmm. And it may not, I mean, you may enjoy cleaning, deep cleaning toilets and stuff I like that, which I still, <laughs> I mean, I don't get me wrong. I still have to deep clean toilets because I swear it's just like, ugh, all the time. Yeah, the boy. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The boys are so messy. Um, but, you know, it's, it is what it is. So, yeah, let's let's talk about some stuff. Um, you know, how do we move on from past disappointments in parenting, marriage, life, friendships? I mean, this whole last two and a half years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we really let it, if you really focus on the negative, we could really get depressed. But that's not the goal here. How do how do we just move on and learn from it? What Do you have any tips on that? You know, you're right. Like the more you focus on it, the more negative feelings you experience and you just get low and it's hard to get over it. But I think for me, what I've learned is whether something was done to me or I had a part in it in any way, it's get some, uh, just a little self-awareness, right? And own your part of any and everything. If you messed up, if it was a miscommunication, if you hurt somebody's feelings, what is saying a genuine I'm sorry and trying harder going to do? Not any, it, you know, it's so easy to do that. And so many people I feel like just won't own their, their part of things. So that's my biggest tip is like, accept your part and own your part for what you did and how you could have hurt people. And then going forward, just remember those lessons and how that made you feel as well. You know, it's don't allow those things to happen again. If it's something where you need to set boundaries with loved ones or colleagues or friends or whoever, set those boundaries. You don't have to. Yeah, we're seeing, I mean, the elephant in the room here is we're seeing a lot of that in our day and age because of the pandemic and politics and social media. I feel like social media has, it's a blessing and a curse, but the curse part is, you know, people get, they can say things online that they wouldn't normally say in person right. in front of each other. So there's a lot of hurt feelings that goes into maybe something that uncle Joe posted, <laughs> I'm just right. putting something out there, um, you know, that can really, maybe it's a parenting opinion that you don't necessarily believe in, but somebody just really just ticked you off online. And now you're just not going to talk to them for the rest of your life. I mean, at the end of the day, we can all agree to disagree, but I think it, it has that respect element that gets lost online a lot. And I don't know if you've noticed that, but it's always been like that kind of with mommy wars and breastfeeding, oh, not yeah. breastfeeding. Um, yeah, but now we've got something, you know, there's yeah, always a polarizing yeah. topic, right? It's, it's yeah. always going to be there, especially on like a social media platform. And that's where I think just having those authentic conversations and genuine conversations with people and, Hey, you know, I said something and I didn't mean for you to take it that way. That was just my opinion. And I'm sorry that, you know, you felt that way that uh, for a lot of people will go so much further than, well, that's what I said, you know? Well, and I think it's hard for people to admit, Hey, you know, maybe I didn't have all the information or maybe right. I was wrong about this and I was wrong. So I apologize. It's so Absolutely. hard for people in our society right now to admit when they're wrong. And yeah. I mean, listen, there was no book. I mean, well, let me take that back. There's tons <laughs> of books on parenting, but I mean, it's not one right way to do it. These are always advice points and it doesn't always work for everybody. But the thing is, it's just like, you know, we can learn from each other and we're not know-it-alls. We don't know everything about parenting or politics or even COVID. The CDC doesn't right. even know everything. Right. I, I keep changing every week. I was going to say, did they change again on Monday or something? Yeah. I feel like at and this point, a- it's like a weekly occurrence. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole nother podcast is just oh, yeah. how do we learn the quarantine rules from the school and when our kids can go oh, back to gosh. school because I ha- it's like memorizing a employee, what's it called, book or I don't know, handbook. Oh yeah. Uh, but it's, it's just so much rules. And, well, you, um, you posted, I, I have to say, you posted something the other day and I segue, but I about died. It's like uh, 10 days of quarantine, less year, five days if you're this, or if you've been exposed or a negative test. If you're or vaccinated. Test, yeah. Right? yeah. 
And it's like this little video you posted. And I just laughed out loud because like the video was to make, you know, light of it or bring some humor to it. But at the same time, I was like, but it's also so real. Like so many people are stressing and struggling with that. And it's like, we've got to just show each other grace right now. You know, regardless of your beliefs, your thoughts, your opinions on the the COVID and pandemic and political climate, like laugh it off yeah. sometimes, you know, just, I think too, don't be so serious. Let's, let's give our nurses, the school nurses, oh my God, especially yes. in the teachers some grace because they are struggling oh, and they are, they are, they really are. Um, so everybody's struggling. That's the key words here. Yeah, it is <laughs> we true. Just have to, it, we just have to get through this and mommy burnout was real before our time but mm-hmm. now it's like on steroids so yeah. you just have to check i feel like you have to check your pulse every once in a while and say how how's it going is this working for me if it's not like last night there were so, there were two loads of laundry and i i mean not to put my husband on boss but if i didn't ask him <laughs> it probably would have still i said hey can you fold those towels while you're watching football and i will fold these this load in my room and we'll just tag team this and it got done it's yeah. amazing. But sometimes you just have to speak up and ask for help, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So, yeah. Okay. Well, let's get to some fun stuff real fast. Yeah. Um, talk about your <clears throat> home decor and how you, what you're seeing for the, now, now is this a hobby that's turning into like maybe a potential business in the future or what? Tell me about your obsession with home decor. Everything could be a revenue stream, right? If you just put the right effort into it, anything could be a revenue stream. Um, Well, you don't want me decorating your home, but yes, maybe you. (laughs) Oh, your your house is gorgeous. It is pretty, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, that's not in my wheelhouse. I have to work really hard at that. (laughs) No, you know, for me, I think it's something about just kind of creating and curating a space that at least for us, like how do we live our life? What is functional for us? What makes sense for like our kids and things like that? And uh, like I mentioned a little bit ago, last year or actually 2020, right at the beginning of the pandemic, I think just before it started in January, we actually started building a house. And we had decided we were looking for houses and we just decided, you know, we're not really finding what we want on the market. And this was right before the market, like just really went crazy with pricing. And we were able to almost double our square footage and get pretty much like everything we wanted in a home. Well, we got about three quarters of the way built on that house. And we just kept noticing things throughout the process that we weren't loving. And um, at the end, there was some kind of flat work, concrete work that was done that wasn't, we did not feel safe moving into the house. We'll put it that way. And we went back to the developer and said, like, these are issues. These are safety concerns that we have. And they basically were like, sorry, we're not going to do anything for you. And uh, so we kind of were like, okay, well, I guess we're going to go do something else. So we actually called, we reached out to the builder, um, like the VPs of the building, of the homes we were building. And they said, you know what? Unfortunately, that neighborhood is going to experience issues, unfortunately. Um, but you guys find another one if you're satisfied with our products and we'll build you basically whatever house you want. And so that's how we ended up in our neighborhood that we're in now that we absolutely love. We absolutely adore it. We love our neighbors. But we built two year, two houses in 2020, the year of the pandemic. And I don't know how we got in without any delays on our house. Um, we came in under budget when all of the materials and prices were going through the roof. Uh, but I mean, to be fair, it's a production builder home. So it's a very nice home. We chose very nice finishes. Um, but now we're at a point where we're like really starting to kind of make it our own and just do some of those projects, you know, updating the little half bath from the pedestal sink to like an actual sink you can put soap on. It's simple things like that, but it's making it homey and cozy. And so, yeah, if there's, you know, like you said, are you going to make money off of it? And it's like, well, if there's a potential, who knows? Yeah. I might hire but, you. <laughs> what do you, what do you, where do you get your inspiration from? Oh gosh. I love Pinterest, right? Yeah. So I think it kind of starts there. And then I definitely am a huge fan of, um, 
several accounts on Instagram. Like, oh, our faux farmhouse is amazing. Oh, I yeah, love their style. One. I love their style. Um, you know, I'm very, we're very into that um, farmhouse ish style. You know, it's like we like the kind of rustic look and the rustic vibe. We live in Texas, kind of, kind of sort of hill country, like a modern farmhouse. Yeah, yeah, modern, you know, yeah, modern, but also still like real cozy and warm and inviting. Um, and so it's kind of like the farmhouse without the farm and the cows. You know, like well, well not for long. You may yeah. have some chickens. And then, did you get into gardening and chickens like uh, before the pandemic, or was that something? Yeah. When you had some time that was like, oh, I'm gonna because I had a moment like a week where I was like, I'm gonna start a garden and make my own food. But then, oh my gosh, on a path. Oh gosh, <laughs> no. So okay, so I actually grew up. Um, gardening with my grandfather was a huge gardener. So we've always, always like tomatoes, onions, cucumber. Like we've always had basically like a salad garden, so to speak. Um, and I've always just loved that being able to just kind of like cultivate your own food and just, it's so peaceful and relaxing when you're doing it, which I, at least it is for me. I don't know. Maybe somebody else would be like, this sucks. I hate it. That's well, I think you I need to, yeah, you probably it. just have to know how to start it first. And then yeah. once you get going. Yeah. It's so great to be able to see something, um, like you've made or you've cared for, you know, again, being in events, like my thing is production. Like I love to see things come together and be full circle. So it's like to know that like I built the garden, I, you know, tended to the, to the soil and the compost. I planted it. I watered it. You know, I gave it the nutrients and it's grown and now it's giving us like life again. It's feeding us. It's just, it's a very, um, kind of full circle, like very rewarding feeling for me anyway, but I love it. I've gardened forever. I've gardened forever. That's awesome. I had no idea. So what are you, what are you making? Like what, so what what were you Okay, so my when we lived in our old house, we had basically a salad garden. So we would have um, tomatoes, onions, jalapenos, various bell peppers. We did, I think, Brussels sprouts for a while, strawberries, potatoes. Um, we did some squash and zucchini. You know, we just had like a really awesome, basically my goal was to always just be able to provide like a side or a salad for our dinner. And I mean, we got to a point a couple times where like, we actually were giving it away because it was producing so much. And I was like, I can only eat so many cucumbers a day. Um, but awesome. here where we live now, we actually increased our lot size and I probably got to watch what I say in case somebody listens to this later, but we do live in a master plan community and chickens are not really allowed, but <laughs> oh, no. I'm, like, I'm like, well, if we just don't have a rooster, I think we can swing it. You know, we've talked to our neighbors and they're yeah. all for it. They're like, yeah, eggs, whatever. I, you know, the thing with chickens is so funny is like, I would have never thought like I would have an interest in chickens, but I do like fresh eggs. They're so amazing. They're so good. And then they also help, like, if you're gardening, um, it, they help turn over the dirt. And, you know, they eat the leftovers. You kind of use some of their stuff to help um, compost and things like that. And so it's just, again, like, very circle of life. And it's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. Do you show some of this on your Instagram from time I think to time? I have. You know, again, with, like, moving and selling the house, uh, we kind of pulled up our garden when we knew we were going to move at the old house and just kind of re sort of laid grass in the space so that it wasn't such an eyesore. I mean, they can get, you know, a little overwhelming and we had an in-ground garden, so it had gotten a little overgrown and stuff, but I know I will be sharing this journey, um, on social media and especially on Instagram as we go between the house project, the outdoor projects that we're doing and the gardening and coop setup. No, I can't wait. I can learn a few things from that. I I can't have chickens either. Um, but funny enough, somebody in our neighborhood uh, had a had goats. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but see, I would girl, I would love goats they too. Were so they were so cute. They were the cutest. They only stayed um, in our neighborhood for a little bit before they went to their yeah. home. But um, I think long term, I would like I envision a house with like farm animals and stuff. Yeah. But then that I would have to have more time to learn how to 
you know, maintain all that. But that would be a fun, fun. I, I am. I, I'd imagine you get your kids involved in that, and that's a good oh, way to teach them how to pitch in. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. They're so, oh. I mean, even if you went back on Instagram, you'd see pictures of like my son, you know, in a diaper, he was so little out like in the dirt working in the garden. And I mean, they just always have grown up with it. We've always had plants or, um, you know, flowers, things like that, that we've always planted. And then moving here again, when we moved in, in at the end of 2020, we knew we were going into the winter. And so I knew like the first year was probably not going to work to set up a garden, but it was a lot of like, where would we put it? How would we build it? Um, do we want to raise garden? Do we want an in-bed garden? Do we want a chicken coop? And um, we're also exploring getting bees as well. So we're just going to have like a whole little homestead on our property. I love this. This yeah. is so inter- interesting to me. I'm going to have yeah. to come take a tour once it's all done so I can Absolutely. start myself. Just like I need any more projects. But hey. <laughs> hey, well, you know, if it sparks joy and it brings you peace, do it. Yeah, I can get rid of the other stuff that doesn't bring me joy. Which, yeah. Speaking of, as we wrap up, because um, I know you got to get back to work. And, yeah. You know, I guess we have to juggle a lot of yeah. different things this week. Um, short week. So yeah. looking ahead to this year and not knowing, of, you know, I kind of feel like it's the unknown at this point. It's, yeah. I mean, you can still plan things, but we have to be a little bit more flexible. Um, what, what would you say to a mom that maybe – she just feels so lost. She doesn't even know what her joy is anymore because she's just serving all these other people. What would you say to this mom? Like, what does she need to do? So (laughs) basically, well, aside from wine and therapy and all of that, all the things that I did for months, um, I'm a huge advocate of both. I am. I am too. You know, honestly, I, I think there's definite benefits to both of those things. Um, maybe, maybe a little less on the wine, but Hey, it tastes yeah, great. Moderation. <laughs> yeah. Moderation's key. You know, I would say the biggest thing for me that helped me realize why I was burned out, why my relationship with, um, at times my kids, but especially my husband, my friends, my family, <clears throat> why those relationships weren't filling me anymore is I actually took the love languages quiz. And if you haven't done it, I highly recommend it. My number one is quality time, right? Because that's what I don't have. So that's what I crave. That's what I desire. So so no wonder you're depressed. You're not getting it. Yeah, I wasn't getting it. You know, I was hustling between if I was working on Saturday, then chances are my husband was working Sunday or vice versa. Like we weren't having these times together, you know, and we can talk about being a mom in a pandemic, but try being a wife in a pandemic, you know, it's like, yeah, you're That's filling your kids cups. You're trying. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're trying to fill their cups and make them feel safe and secure with this unknown and trying to like balance their lives. You're trying to just keep your head above water. And it's like, oh, and then your husband or your partner wants, you know, an intimate relationship, whether that's physical intimacy or just connection. And I know like my husband and I lost that connection over the pandemic and it's taken a lot to get it back. And well, back I think track. we're just in survival mode and you it's are. so hard and you're exhausted at the end you of the are. day. And it's like, Oh God, how do I even yeah. focus on you? You know, yeah, so don't maybe it's me. Don't look at me. Talk to me. Yeah. How dare you? Or, you know, maybe there's some resentment, too, for some moms that the husband gets to go back to work and they're at home homeschooling and all this other stuff. I mean, we could go on and on and it can go both ways, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. And ours was actually quite the opposite where my husband, aside from his shifts at the fire department, he pretty much works his second job from home full time. And but I had to come back to the office. And, you know, there's times when like. Yeah, maybe the school's not closed, but the teacher is sick or there's been an exposure yeah. and the kids have to stay home or or they have, a, you know, a runny nose. And God forbid you send your kids to school with a runny nose or a cough anymore. You know, it's like you can't win. <laughs> That's and true. it's like, sorry, honey, I got to go to work. But you're here with the kid while you're trying to work. And, you know, there is there is that. But I my biggest thing for 2022. So I don't necessarily set goals. I kind of set like 
intentions and themes. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And it's like, that's not, you know, that's how I'm going to live my life out. And I think with 2022, it's definitely, I've spent the last few months setting very hard boundaries with a lot of people in my life to be able to get my time back. But the thing that I want to focus on for 2022 is grace because those people didn't know. I didn't tell them that they were absorbing my energy the way that they were. They were sucking the life out of me. So it's like, hey, I love you and I want you to be a part of my life, but here's how we have to do it. We have to do it in a better yeah. way. And just Yeah, because times people, are different. And, yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's people that I interact with professionally, people I interact with personally, loved ones, friends, family, people that I interact with through social media or what, whatever channel it is, how I speak to people, what I say to people, and just how um, I give them grace. And, you know, I would hope that that would kind of be in return a little bit, too. It's like, I don't know how to be a wife and a mom and an employee through a pandemic, but I'm trying to figure it out, you know? Yeah. And, you know, if if the grace isn't given back, if it's not a two-way street, then maybe it's not a relationship that we want to pour our energy into because there's only so much of us. And sometimes, you know, the, the friendships or certain family members or whomever, maybe it's just not worth it. And that's a hard truth that we have to, I've noticed that with this pandemic is there's some non-negotiables and hard truths and like, who am I now? I'm now, now I'm looking at myself. I'm stuck here. Um, I know during lockdown, that was the time for me to be like, Whoa, you know, I'm not really busy right now. And I have to force, I have to face these feelings that I'm having about God knows what, but um, you know, you have to start liking yourself again. And who do you want in your circles? It's, it's a hard truth and something that you may re- really need to just look at. And, you know, uh, it's a yeah. hard truth. But yeah, who's but filling no. your cup? You know, who's filling your cup? And that can be girlfriends. That can be work friends. Reading. Yeah. Reading. What, your yeah, hobby. It could be, yeah. What is your hobby? I mean, I lost, you know, so much of myself. And made just like poor choices and decisions because I just felt so lost and so empty at a point in time in this pandemic that it's like I hurt myself because I was confused and I was lost and I didn't have that connection that I was craving from people. Because again, you know, some family didn't want to be around us because of they didn't, they were so scared. You know, we lost relationships that way. Mm -hmm. And that's very difficult to reconcile. Like, yeah. That's so hard, you know, and things get said and feelings get hurt. And then, you know, you're living in these cycles of anger and resentment. And it's like, no, we've got to just like take a deep breath. Like we said, I, I don't, I hate calling it a pandemic because we're two or three years into it now. And I think it's just, it's our way of life. Yeah. It's kind of sort of like our way of life these days. And it's like, let's, if we're not united, then we're all divided. Ooh, I like that. No, this is great. And, and another takeaway that I've gotten from you today is I need to take my love language quiz because I did yes. when we first got married. But I think, you know, people change over yeah. time and sometimes they don't. But I think for the most part, people change. And I think it's important to get your spouse to take it because if I you don't know each other's love languages, it's you're, it's not going to go well in your favor. <laughs> No, it's but, um, and I'll just, and also to that, Michelle, <clears throat> there's love languages. There's several, there's like one for your kids. So if you're thinking your kids mm-hmm. love language is one thing and it may be something else, like it would explain so much on, you know, how you parent, right? Like, like we swore our son's love language was called quality time. And we realized, no, it's physical touch. Oh, and that explained yeah. how, so much of his behaviors, like at school and things like that things that we were getting calls about that we were like, okay, we don't know how to fix this. When we realized that his was touch and he wasn't trying to harm or hurt his friends, he just wanted to be close and in their face. We're like, okay, you can't do that. You can't do that. I bet social distancing is hard for him. It it is. It is because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't quite understand that. Yeah, that's my son. My my daughter's a little bit different, but it's amazing how, I mean, we're all hard, hardwired differently. And yeah. I think that's the main point is we just have to learn. We have to take the time to learn each other's love language if it's important to you. 
yeah. that relationship. So, well, thank you, Shelby. I think this has been, oh, I've, I've come away with so many notes and things that I need to do. The love language, the putting on the do not disturb when you need to. Um, I've got to put on my gardening gloves soon. <laughs> <laughs> we all come out. Just, we'll make some margaritas. We'll sit on the patio. Yeah, we'll talk I about gardening. It. Um, so where can people follow you to follow your motherhood journey and all the fun things that you're doing? Oh gosh. So you can follow me on Instagram and it's at Shelby, S-H-E-L-B-I underscore Stouffer, S-T-O-F-E-R. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing what you're going to do this year. I know there's going to be a lot of new and exciting things that are coming your way. So Thank you again for coming on. I know it's kind of challenging during the week, but I think this advice is very valuable and it's going to help so many people. Um, if you guys want more information on Shelby, like she said, follow her on Instagram. You can follow me over at Modern Mom Life on Instagram and check out the website, modernmomlife.com. Got a lot of fun things going on over there, but we do most of the heavy topics over here because we can just we can get our points across a little bit easier um, on audio. I mean, I can write a I can write a novel novel for you, but who has time to read it? Yeah, right. Ah, Just add it to the list. Yeah, add it to the list, y'all. But thank you so much, and we will see you guys, everybody, next week. Um, Next week, I think we're. I'm actually going to be talking to a real estate agent here in Texas, and you know, if you're not from Texas, just know that Texas real estate is blowing up. It's been blowing up. The, The house prices are ridiculous it's almost like i need to sell my house but where the heck am i gonna go because everything's expensive so we're gonna talk about real estate trends next week and i'm really excited about that but that's really all i got any other closing comments from your end shelby no thank you thanks for having me and for your listeners guys just give each other a little grace as we go through this we're all trying to figure it out even still even still and what we're still going to do it until the end of time is yeah. ever changing so you never know one week it could be the murder hornets the next week it's um <laughs> i forgot about those well i i remembered because i posted a meme that had all it's like tiger king murder hornets oh, uh, cdc says i mean we have to yeah. i if you haven't noticed i have i like to have a sense of humor because if not I, I, it'll just get way too depressing so we have to keep our heads oh, yeah. up but anyways, we can talk all day, but we're gonna we're gonna go and go back to our mom life, right? That's right. Back to work. Okay. Well, thank you, and we'll talk soon. And everyone, have a great week. Bye bye. Bye.